0: RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, the Executive Council approves raising the minimum wage to $40 per hour. The Chief Executive announces a campaign to boost tourism in Hong Kong, and the government is urged to dish out another round of consumption vouchers. The Executive Council has approved raising the minimum wage for workers from $37.50 to $40 per hour. The new rate will take effect on May first, ending a four-year freeze. The Labor and Welfare Secretary, Chris Sun, says the increase follows a recommendation from a government-appointed committee and strikes a balance between avoiding excessively low wages, minimizing unemployment, and sustaining the city's economic growth and competitiveness. But the Society for Community Organization says it's very disappointed by the pay hike and urged the government to raise the minimum wage to at least $50 an hour. Si Shan, the deputy director of SoCo, says the government should also review the minimum wage on a yearly basis.
1: We disappointed because the government, they did not widely consult the labor and the organization. And also the level actually is even lower than the inflation. They're only a review in two years. And they should be every year to have a view and then increase
0: the level. The chief executive, John Lee, says the government is planning a campaign next month to boost tourism in Hong Kong and attract business following the reopening of the border. Speaking before his weekly executive council meeting, Mr. Lee said the resumption of quarantine-free travel with the mainland will bring economic benefits to the SAR. He also dismissed suggestions that the initial reopening had received a lukewarm response. We are not looking at just one or two single days. We are obviously looking at the reopening of the boundary crossing in the long run. And obviously this has
1: been the desire and the wants of a lot of people, not just to satisfy family reunion, but to ensure that the normal business, the normal activities can go about. This normal travel between the two places will not just ensure that the activities between the two places can resume. It also means that our international connectivity, will increase as well
0: the business and professionals alliance has called on authorities to dish out another round of consumption vouchers to boost businesses recovering from the pandemic this tops a list of relief proposals presented by the alliance to the financial secretary paul chan ahead of his budget next month the group's vice chairman and executive counselor jeffrey lam said hong kong's fiscal reserves should be put to good use we see a lot of empty shops mm-hmm. jim chai Cosway Bay, They have to rent space to redo business, so they need capital. So we urge the government uh, to give them another push. How to help people to buy, to give us a $10,000 uh, coupon to spend. The government won't use up our reserves, but if the reserve remains here without generating the economy, it's a waste. More than 80% of kindergarten and primary school students failed to get sufficient exercise when the COVID-19 pandemic forced a halt to full-time face-to-face learning on campuses. That's the finding of a survey of parents and teachers carried out by the Hong Kong Primary Education Research Association in November and December. Some said the children felt tired frequently and even became breathless just from walking upstairs. Ko Hyu-fung, a primary school physical education teacher, said the government could help schools to remedy the situation.
1: They can provide more resources for the school. i uh, like to uh, uh, invite some NGO or some professional coaches to do set a sample for the kids to do some performances or to do uh, some uh, model lesson for us.
0: Daily COVID infections here have fallen back below 10,000 for the first time in more than a month. 9,379 COVID cases were reported today, 227 of them imported. Another 75 patients with coronavirus have died. And taking a look at the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow, cloudy with a few rain patches. Temperatures will range between 17 and 19 degrees. Moderate fresh east and northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore tomorrow. And the outlook, still a few rain patches on Thursday, mild and humid in the latter part of this week, with coastal fog in the morning and at night. Winds will strengthen from the north, and temperatures will fall appreciably on Sunday. Morning temperatures in the urban areas will fall to around 12 degrees early next week. The temperature right now at the observatory is 18 degrees Celsius, with the relative humidity standing at 92%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Beijing's ambassador to Australia says the response of many nations to China's COVID situation is not proportionate or constructive. Xiao Qian told reporters in Canberra that while each country has a right to choose its own response measures, they should be science-based. His remarks come as Beijing suspended visas for visiting Japanese and South Koreans in response to entry restrictions on Chinese travelers. China always believed that for all countries,
1: response measures
0: is understandable,
1: it's legitimate. It's the right of each and every country to make their own responses to COVID-19. But these measures should be science-based
0: and should be proportionate. And entry restrictions... If they are targeting China, they're
1: unnecessary.
0: The police have arrested 18 people over suspected money laundering involving over $35 million. Officers said they suspect the syndicate persuaded foreign domestic helpers to open bank accounts for them to launder the proceeds from scams. At least 33 bank accounts are alleged to have been used to launder proceeds from dozens of online love or investment scams. Among the arrested, 13 were domestic helpers. Sogo operator Lifestyle International has announced that its Chimsa Choi store will close down when its lease expires in March. The department store has been operating there for 18 years. It said it expects the return of mainland tourists to make a limited contribution to retail recovery, adding that it remains cautiously optimistic about the local market. Professor Ho-Lok Tsang, the director of the Pan-Sutong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute, said uncertainty around the economy as the mainland border reopens could be a factor, but he expressed disappointment about the store's closure.
1: On the mainland, as a matter of fact, uh, the economy is pretty weak. In November, retail sales had dropped by 5.9%, which is worse than the drop in the previous month. But uh, personally, I'm pretty confident that... Uh, this time around, with the change in policy, the mainland economy is going to recover. I had wished that the landlord in Jim Sao would be smarter and work out some kind of interim arrangement uh, to extend the lease for, say, half a year to one year on a retail-linked rent. So if retail sales are short, then the rent may be reduced. You see, that kind of arrangement is not unheard of.
0: A new flagship Sogo store is scheduled to open at a Twin Tower complex in Kai Tak by the end of the year. Macau is offering free return travel to Hong Kong for people who spend at least a night there. Hong Kong residents going to Macau can buy return tickets on Hong Kong Macau Express buses or on turbojet and water waterjet ferries for the price of a single journey. The offer starts on Friday and will run until the end of March. Macau's tourism office says it hopes to attract Hong Kong residents to visit and that they will stay for longer, helping to boost the local economy. Overseas now, the EU and NATO have signed an agreement to strengthen their strategic partnership. The head of the European Council, Charles Michel, said the war in Ukraine had brought the two organizations closer than ever. The agreement underlines that NATO remains the foundation of the Allies' collective defense while stressing the importance of beefing up complementary EU defense capabilities. Speaking after signing the agreement, the president of the European Commission, Ursula van der Leyen, said the EU and NATO had to face shared challenges together. By the times we're living in, we know that we have to strengthen and now deepen this more than
1: 20-year-old partnership because Europe's security is challenged and it is under threat.
0: New figures released by the European Union show last year's summer across the continent was the hottest on record by a significant margin. The BBC's Matt McGraw reports.
1: 2022 was the warmest year on record for the UK, France, Spain and others as prolonged heat waves across Western Europe sent temperatures soaring. The Copernicus data shows that Europe's temperatures have risen by more than twice the global average over the past 30 years. This is because a large land mass heats up faster than the oceans and the continent is also
0: influenced by the scale of heating experienced in the Arctic. In parts of Siberia, temperatures were three degrees above the norm last year. A ship carrying 60,000 tons of wheat from Russia has arrived in the Pakistani port of Karachi amid a worsening shortage in several parts of the country. The government The The government plans to import nearly 700,000 tons of Russian wheat as shortages have triggered historic price hikes. Here's the BBC's Ambarasan Etherejian. Wheat is a staple food crop of Pakistan
1: and it's one of the largest producers of the grain in the world. But the country is suffering from severe shortages. Pakistan's own wheat crops were devastated by floods last year and dwindling foreign currency reserves make it difficult to import. The authorities in Balochistan province said stocks were running out and urged the federal government to dispatch more wheat on an urgent basis. Due to the shortages, the price of flour has gone up by up to 80% in some parts of the
0: country in the past year. The Sri Lankan government has announced sharp spending cuts and warned it has barely enough revenue to pay salaries and pensions of public servants. A spokesman said the economic crisis this year was going to be worse than expected. All ministries have been ordered to make a 5% reduction in spending. Sri Lanka's economy shrank by more than 8% last year. The International Monetary Fund has agreed a bailout loan of nearly 3 billion U.S. dollars, but it wants Sri Lanka to raise taxes and trim public services. A disability advocacy group in South Korea is being sued by Seoul's metro system for carrying out disruptive protests on subway platforms. The BBC's Nick Marsh reports from Seoul.
1: The protesters want easier access to the city's public transport system and more funding for disability provisions in South Korea. But disrupting rush hour in one of Asia's biggest cities hasn't gone down well with all commuters. Last month, the mayor of Seoul declared a zero-tolerance policy against the demonstrators. Riot police were even called in, and there have been ugly clashes with activists in wheelchairs. Now, being sued for half a million dollars suggests that this dispute is far from over. But the group says they're hoping to spark a wider conversation about the marginalization of disabled people
0: in South Korea. Classified documents dating from Joe Biden's time as U.S. vice president have been found in an office building near the White House. Mr. Biden's predecessor, Donald Trump, has called for the FBI to raid the president's home. The BBC's David Willis reports. The White House has confirmed the documents were discovered the day
1: before the midterm elections last November in an office cupboard at the headquarters of a Washington think tank set up by Joe Biden several years ago. The documents, some of which were classified, were then handed over to the National Archives, the body charged with preserving such records, whose officials subsequently alerted the US Justice Department, which has launched an inquiry. The nature of the documents hasn't been revealed, although reports suggest they didn't contain nuclear secrets, unlike the trove of classified files recovered in an FBI raid on
0: Donald Trump's Florida residence last August. Brazil's president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, has met state governors to discuss how to defend democracy following the attack on government buildings by supporters of his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro. Lula again condemned what he called an attempt to overthrow his government. The BBC's James Reid reports. Leaders from all 26 Brazilian states from across the political spectrum joined President Lula in his ransacked palace to show their support for the institutions of democracy. Together they visited the Supreme Court, which was also trashed by protesters. Some governors offered to send police to ensure order in the capital district. President Lula again condemned what he said was an attempt to instigate a coup and promised to bring the organisers to justice. But he also stressed that most people who voted for Jair Bolsonaro did not agree with what had happened in Brasilia. Those in charge of Britain's nascent space industry say they're confident they can put behind them a failed first attempt at launching satellites. The second stage of the rocket carrying the cargo failed to reach its correct orbit due to what was called a technical anomaly. The head of Spaceport Cornwall, Melissa Thorpe, admitted the failure was a blow. It was gutting.
1: There were tears, and it was very upsetting. We are a family, definitely. We've been through a lot together. The Virgin team, Spaceport team, Airport team, UK Space Agency. We are a big family, and so when you go through something like this as a family, it feels like it's, you know, at least you have that support.
0: She said she expected another mission to be launched in the near future. Britain is striving to become a player in the lucrative and rapidly growing satellite launch industry. And to sport and in football, the first two quarterfinals of the English League Cup will see Manchester United take on Charlton and Leicester travel to Newcastle. Here's the Magpies boss, Eddie Howe. Well, I don't think the players need any lifting or motivating for this game. This is a huge game for us. It's been on the horizon for a long time players are determined at home to try and progress in the competition. We know the quality of Leicester. We know it'll be a very difficult game. And that's the news, sports and weather from RTHK.
1: RTHK
0: Radio
1: Three. Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time the mist your voice is calling tiswilight time when
0: purple coloreds mark the end of day I'll hear you my dear at Twilight time.
1: And a very good evening to you. thanks ever so much for tuning in to Twilight time. Mondays to Fridays, 11:15 to midnight 45 minutes of music just to relax to. Plus, if you'd like to choose a song, it's RadioPete at Gmail. You're more than welcome to get in touch. Another lovely mixture, I think, for you tonight, beginning with an old hit from Dean Martin. To jail, yeah. Kiss, kiss me Say you miss Miss me Kiss me love With heavenly affection Hold, hold me Close to you Hold me See me through With all your heart's protection Threat With your charms Take me in your arms And make my life perfection Kiss, kiss me darling then Kiss me once again Make my dreams come true Affection, kiss, kiss me darling then, kiss me once again, make my dreams come true. just tell me that you can